Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Evan Peters is apparently going to be in WandaVision. Daredevil's coming back to Marvel in six months. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may finally address the snapping. All that right this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. Uh, we got so many people wrote in oh, asking with, with their five-star reviews, asking you to read them in an accent. So we picked one and we're going to do more over the next few weeks. We're going to start doing them on the Shield episodes too because we got so many good ones for Jeff to read. Uh, so what does we have? Gavin Fry wrote in? Yeah, Gavin Fry wrote in. Um, <laughs> Give it to us. <clears throat> Come on. So, Okay. I, there's a there's a definitive break in it. Uh, he says, "Okay, so Jeff, as you know, I'm not from Ireland, but I want Jeff to do an Irish accent. <laughs> I don't care which type of accent from Ireland you do, but I dare you to do the hardest and most difficult Irish accent to understand possible. I triple dog dare you, Jeff. So you better not chicken out. Your credibility is on the line here." <laughs> Anyway, this is the passage I want you to attempt. <laughs> this is just a five-star review I can't submit on Apple. Five stars. Okay. Five asterisks. It's five stars? How do you say that in Irish accent? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's five asterisks. Okay. That's five asterisks there. The best MCU podcast out there. They're good humor, fun banter, and their deep insights into all things Marvel had me checking my Spotify every day. I love the way they humanize the heroes I love so much. Reminding me that even people like Captain America are just still just human. Well, there you go, Jeff. I wish you all the luck in the world. Until next time, true believers. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much, Gavin, for that. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on, because I feel like we kind of got into that bit before anyone we said anything else. Uh, people always write in, and Jeff always wants to use their accent. So now I've just been saying, we'll do an accent if you give us, if you request one. I don't want to, because I, I just don't want us to be reading people's accents and just be like an embarrassingly bad job or whatever. But, it's going to be, though. Yeah, I know, but this way they've given you consent to do an embarrassingly bad job. And I like okay. it. I like Don't it. Don't mimic accents without consent. That's right. Heard. That's right. I feel like that's, a, I feel like that's important. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> so on top of that it is the first podcast of the new month. So we are going to thank Woo! our brand new patrons right at the top of the show because it is June 1st and guys, we had our biggest month on Patreon ever. You guys are amazing, so I want to read all of your names who gave on Patreon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Trent upped his pledge. Brian Klein upped his pledge. Devin Bird uh, created a new pledge. Grant Stewart created a new pledge. Robert Ward, Ken Tucker, SP, Danny B, Matt Klein, Luke Murphy, uh, Dominique and Liam pledged. Uh, Janice Connor pledged. Um, Haley Hobbs, uh, Catherine Ray, Nerdy Tastic, and Dylan Diggs. That is so many new patrons, guys. We cannot thank you enough. That is so 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 huge. And um, it's just a lot of the, a lot of you guys are very involved. A lot of you guys send in feedback regularly, and you've been a part of the podcast for a long time. So thank you. And those of you who I 
didn't even know your name before now. Thank you for getting involved. Um, it's just, it's just the, the community that has been built up around this podcast has been so meaningful to me in this crazy, crazy time. And I've, I don't know, even more so in these last few days with everything going on in the country. Um, yeah, it's, man. it's been really, really hard. Um, it's, it's a hard few months, man, for, for everybody, for very, in varying ways, varying degrees. And, uh, yeah, this community has meant a ton to me. And, and we've even got a few people who wrote in about that. And that's, it's, it's even more meaningful to me that other people feel that way. So thank you guys, um, for making the show happen. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cannot thank we you. We love all of you. 3,000. Yes, absolutely. Not like a collective 3,000, no. but like 3,000 a piece. 3,000 a piece. <laughs> good, good. That's a dumb good joke. Stuff. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Can't, can't be just given each, can't divide 3,000. You know, then not everybody even gets one. That's rude. <laughs> For the listeners. Um, we'd have to like really pick our favorites to give any kind of quantity, you know? So I like just, yeah, let's live everybody. Let's love everybody 3000 regardless, you know, that's, that's what we all need to do right now. Um, okay. Let's get, so uh, that all being said, let's, I I did want to throw this at the top of the show and just say there is insanity going on in the world right now in so many levels. And, uh, we, it's hard to continue to make a podcast where it's just fun and escapism, but I think we need that right now. And I'm hoping that you guys, um, I'm hoping that is something that you guys value and that we can be there for you. And we didn't want to like, honestly, like my curfew in my town goes into effect in 20 minutes. Like it's a, it's a crazy thing right now. Um, so, you know, just, just love you guys and wanted to keep, keep the kind of fun time going. So we're going to roll into some, Marvel news and feedback now. And so, uh, so hopefully that doesn't feel uh, empty to you guys. Cause it really is out of love for you guys here on the podcast that we want to keep it going. So, Oh, we had, a, we had a new contest to announce, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, do we want to talk about that before we get into everything? No, we don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Before we get into news, uh, new contest for a shirt and uh, you can get any shirt in the stranded Panda store. Uh, if you give, Superhero Ethics, a review this week. So, any review on Superhero Ethics this week will be entered in to win any shirt in the Stranded Panda store. I'm going to go re-up my review. Yeah. Just add in another you, sentence you, you so can. that it looks new. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. That, that'd be great. Everybody who's already reviewed Superhero Ethics, go do it. Uh, you know, Superhero Ethics joined the network a little while ago, and, uh, you know, we really haven't, figured out how to launch shows on the network, but this is something we're going to start doing. We're going to try <laughs> to get all the shows to go, um, you know, request everybody go get a review to our new shows. So please go give a review to superhero ethics. And it, uh, also just to give you a little extra incentive to do so this week, guess who's on superhero ethics. <gasps> it's, is it us? It's your boys, Matt and Jeff. We're on superhero ethics this week, and uh, the the question we are discussing on superhero ethics is: Was Uncle Ben right? Which yeah. is a interesting question, and I honestly feel like we might have gotten a little pessimistic with it. <laughs> like it's such a root thing to the Marvel ideal that it is like that's with great power comes great responsibility, 
And then the question was, is was he right? So we spent pretty much the whole time on the podcast, like questioning the idea, like throwing up kind of roadblocks. Well, what about this case? What about this case? And uh, <laughs> so if you want to hear a wonderful Marvel ideal uh, discussed at, at, in like very, Just getting very torn down. <laughs> no, no, we're not tearing it down. We, we still very much value it, but like we definitely question it. And I thought it was a really fun discussion. So if you like, you know, if you like this podcast, I think you will definitely enjoy this week's superhero ethics. Um, it is about ethics and we get into ethics and probably a little more political than we get here and a little more, uh, just direct discussion about ethics and stuff. So, Yep. Yeah. Check it out though. Superhero ethics. And if you drop a review over there, you're entered to win any t-shirt in the stranded Panda store. Woo. Can I get the, uh, the gauntlet snap one? Yeah. There's a gauntlet snap one that there's only like nine of left in the world and they will never be made again. Oh man. But that's the one that's got Howard the duck in the, in the, yeah. In the gems, right? In, in the H for, for Thanos. That's, oh, it's an old, yes. old school throwback shirt that we had from like two years ago. So <laughs> it's from an inside joke on the podcast two years ago. So, you know, before Infinity War. <laughs> oh, man. When we thought that it might be at an H place and we decided Howard had the stone. Yep. I, I still think it uh, it's Hilltop or uh, Heart. You have to break your heart because it's, you know you it's everything is something that you have to break in order to get the stone out. You had to break the Tesseract. You had to break the ether. doesn't mm. make sense. You have to break the necklace, break the orb open, break the scepter open. You break your heart and you get the mind or the soul stone. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't know. I'm sure you've mentioned that before, but I dig it. I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think I mentioned it at the time and was like, no, that was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so uh, are well, we are we good to talk news? Because yeah, get into the we news. got some news to talk about. You guys go give a five-star review to Superhero Ethics and listen to that show this week. It's going to be great. And subscribe and all those good things. But we're, I think we're going to be on it next week as well. So Yeah, we're recording another one on Thursday. Yeah, so we'll have another one with me. Me and Jeff are going to be on there for two weeks in a row just to try to launch the show as a Stranded Panda uh, official podcast. So, um, you know, bringing, bringing him into the fold sort of in a, in a, in a more of a, with more fanfare than original. We, we kind of just launched the network. So we're pandifying it. We're pandifying. Uh, we're occupying panda, panda nope. occupying. Nope. No, Nope. Okay. Nope. Let's get into the news. <laughs> so, uh, Marvel there news, is, I should say. Yeah, let's get into let's fun get, news. Let's get into fun Marvel news. Let's talk about the fun things. So there is a report uh, that Evan Peters, who arguably is a more fun, uh, more like just an overall better screen presence as Quicksilver, um, probably just fit the tone of those movies better, but a lot of people like that Quicksilver representation more. Anyway, Evan Peters apparently uh, is going to be in WandaVision, in the WandaVision series, in an unknown role, as yet unspecified role. This is really interesting. This is either the biggest troll in the world, or it's the biggest clue to bringing the Fox X-Men in some way into the MCU multiverse. Yeah, especially with WandaVision leading directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right, right. Oof. 
I mean, and you know, there's there's rumor also that Aaron Johnson is supposed to be reprising his role uh, as as the Quicksilver from the MCU. But there's two ways that I could see this going. If they're going to make him a uh, speedy character, right. a quick character, it's either Quicksilver in another verse and it's multiverse, or I guess there's three ways. So it's that one, or this is not Quicksilver, this is speed. The, the, one of the twins that Wanda has in House of M, you remember. One of okay. the twins, there's Wiccan and Speed. Okay. And Speed is the one that is quick, much like Quicksilver. Right, but in, in that, at least in the version in the comics, there's, there's, there's children, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so. but we, do, we do see children. I mean, it does look a lot like it goes through different, um, different periods of time in... Uh, in sitcom, you know, history or in family sitcom. Sure, sure. Like, so history. you're thinking maybe the family will grow in age as it goes? Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if, for this theory, the series will see the family growing, you know, several years at a time and maybe eventually get to the point of Evan Peters being the older version of Speed. Hmm. I would really enjoy that. I, I, I think they need to probably bring him in as just another version of Quicksilver. I think that makes more sense, but I, yeah, I, I do. I don't hate that idea. I really don't. Mm. The third, the third option that I have is the one that I hate the most. And it's that when Wanda went nuts and created her own, uh, version of reality, which is what I'm assuming WandaVision is all about. Uh, she made a new body for Quicksilver or made a new version of Quicksilver. Yeah. It's, it's this one. That's not bad. That's not bad. I really, I really, it would be such a neat way to bring in one of the best things from the Fox X-Men universe. Yes. It really would. Like, that guy especially, like, he has so much fun in the role, you can tell. Oh, that yeah. he just, he really enjoys, like, all of the lines that he delivers, and he does it so flawlessly, and it's just, it's so, he's such a fun presence, and it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of refreshing based on, you know, what what I've read of Quicksilver. Like, he's so serious all the time. And, uh, I mean, it kind of has to be with mutant rights being what they are. But um, it's such a different take where, where Quicksilver's not so grim. And I love it. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Like, and I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I would call him grim. I mean, yeah, I guess he was grim in Avengers Age of Ultron. But... I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would. I don't know if grim is the word I'd use, but he's. I mean, in the comics. Oh, sorry. Oh, I see. Yeah, he is very grim in the, in the little bit that I've read. But um, and that extrapolate that, and it's every version. It's like every instance of Quicksilver being in a comic. It's like, oh, okay, you're just you're just here to talk about how everything's bad. Great, thanks. Yeah, good job. I think it's a big part of making a good comic book movie that the hero understands that powers are fun. You yeah. know, yeah, like just a little bit, like even if it's not, obviously there can be consequences to powers and there's all kinds of, uh, unintended consequences and danger to your family and all this stuff. But like, you got to know that your powers are a little fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, even in like, um, you know, Captain America is a super serious character in the MCU. 
like he does he does quip every now and again and you know he can he can riff off of other people but he's usually not the one to make like an outright joke like he'll make a, a pun maybe every now and again but he's not he's so serious most of the time but um if you remember in Captain America the First Avenger when he first gets his powers and you know the he's chasing the guy that shot Erskine like when he crashes through the the storefronts and like is running barefoot in the street he's like looking down at himself like whoa this is way different from what I'm used to and then he kind of grins a little bit and just you know chugs on it's like there he is right there he is exploring how fun this could be and how much he's enjoying running like a damn stallion yeah 100 percent. next up daredevil sir you remember daredevil one of the best series of television ever daredevil writes return to marvel in six months Ooh. we have had all of these discussions about like you know where they should put daredevil and it was like when we uh, when we talked about like they have to wait two years after Netflix, like it was such a long time. But now, six months, six months, like, and that's that's just when the next movie's coming out. Like it, it's not long at all, right? Right. And and, and and the MCU has done crazy things before. Like the shawarma scene apparently was filmed like super right before they put the movie out. You know things like that. Well, it was like two days after the red carpet premiere. Yeah, exactly. So it was <laughs> already premiered and they filmed it and stuck it at the end of the movie because that's, they can work with that speed if they want to. And so like you think six months is, you know, a long time, but around when Black Widow is coming out, they're going to get the rights back and they can easily slot him into some things in other films. And I would really hope they do it. Somebody wrote in recently and I, I'm, I'm sorry if we didn't cover it or whatnot, but someone wrote in um, th- that like the rights coming back mean they can start planning to use him. Like technically they're not allowed to have like meetings and things until the rights are back. So it's not just that he can be on screen, but like after he's been on screen, two years go by, then they can start discussing having him in movies. So I think that's that if that's true, that makes a lot more sense with the way Charlie Cox has talked about it and other, other things that like, you know, maybe there's just, they haven't even started planning yet because they're legally not allowed to. I don't, that just doesn't seem reasonable though. Well, like you can't have a conversation with another human being involving this character in a boardroom. Like, yeah. How are you going to police that? Well, you can't police the behind the scenes talks really back channel stuff, but you can, if someone gets caught and it's contracted, then sure. Like if you can find, if you can verify, like, you know, with all these leaks, maybe that's why, maybe that's why Charlie Cox said, I came out and said the thing he said, like, maybe he's like, no, of course not. (laughs) It's illegal. I'm not doing it. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's because those reports were happening that he was like, Ooh, I better, we, we better put something out saying that it's not happening because if, uh, if my phone records get subpoenaed in some sort of whatever right. case, you know, in some sort of copyright battle. Yeah. So I'm just excited <sighs> that the, the, the rights are coming back and they better use Charlie Cox. That's all I'm saying. I'll be very upset if you don't use Charlie Cox, Marvel. Very upset. <laughs> uh, close runner up is Ben Affleck, obviously. Not that close. No, no, not at all. You know, honestly, like the guy who was uh, Benjamin Poindexter would be a really good Daredevil too. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was great. He was great in the show, but 
I don't know. Charlie Cox just the 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 even just the way he, the the Matt Murdock of it all is so good. The Matt Murdock of it all. Like sure he's good as he's good as Daredevil. Like but that's I don't know. Being a physical Anybody can put on a suit. You yeah, can put Ray Park in there and it'd be great. Yeah, half the time it's a um it's a stunt it's a stunt actor. actor anyway, but like this is this yeah, like you you need that Charlie Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock is what's really the magic. Yeah, and I mean that's some of the some of the best parts of Daredevil have been when he's not in suit. Yeah. Or when agreed. he's, you know, when he's just got his red glasses on and not looking somebody in the eye. 100% agreed. Yep. So the last thing that we've got here, the the last news article before we get into feedback, uh is kind of a I don't know, it's kind of a weird one, kind of one that we've been like we've been demanding and maybe headcanoning, but then also arguing about a lot is yeah. that <laughs> the the Agents of Shield show did not address the snapping at at the end of season five when it should have. When when it made the most narrative sense. Or even at the beginning of season six, when it could have still made sense. And now apparently somebody has Somebody has tweeted at Mark Kolpak saying, I've been wondering since uh, I've been wondering this since the last two Avengers movies came out. How did the snap affect our beloved agents of shield or did it affect them at all? And he responds with, well, you'll have to wait for season seven. Mm. Well, that's exciting. It's exciting that they're going to address it and hopefully they'll do some, some sort of retconning that makes that all that, villain talk they had in that one season makes sense it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to do but i I believe in you um lesser whedon (laughs) damn (laughs) you're not as good as your brother but i still believe in you yeah yeah wow i I think that agent shield has been a great show Really great show, and and it, it but except it for the last season relies pretty heavily on the fact that it fits in the MCU. Um, but man, Joss Whedon's made some shows that like just stand alone really, really well. And I don't. That's know. true. I don't know that. I, I, if I had to pick one to exist between like Agents of Shield and Buffy, I think I might have to pick Buffy. I know I might get some hate for that because I'm on the MCU cast, but Buffy is so good, and and better than that is Firefly. Firefly is one of the best yeah. things ever. And it's just, you know, it's just 14 episodes in a movie and it's just amazing. <laughs> it's just a little old nugget. You know, it's an afternoon really. Yeah. Just, just a good afternoon <laughs> with my Chrome extension speed control. It is. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So it's time to get this feedback, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I did want to say, um, we're going to get through as much feedback as we can. We got, deluge with feedback this week and please don't stop it's amazing it makes us feel amazing but please understand if we do not get to your feedback i i did have to try to narrow it i, I narrowed it down pretty substantially i only put about 50 percent of what we had and we have 14 pages of feedback right now in our doc so please forgive us if we don't get to your feedback i tried to at least like if someone sent in three things i tried to at least conclude one of theirs like i trying to be uh, I'm trying to, it's, it's like choosing, it's like a, you know, a Solomon choice every time I've got to cut somebody's feedback. So I really don't like doing it, but 
to keep the show under five hours, I had to. So we're going to get to as much <sighs> as we can. And also, I want to say the S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback we uh, put at the end. So if you have not seen S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I, we'll have a S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback section at the end of the show. because oh, I thought we were going to split it. It makes good, uh, or it makes sense to split it into a different okay. show. That's fine. Then uh, we'll be dropping a shield feedback tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. There we go. We fixed it. <laughs> you just edit it around to make it sound good, right? Sure. Yeah. All this will be seamlessly edited. No one will ever know we had this conversation. Fantastic. Good work. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay what dylan diggs have to say good old dylan diggs dylan diggs says okay guys so i've come to the conclusion that the casting for the netflix marvel universe was four-fifths perfect and one-fifth a tragedy that said with marvel soon to get the rights back whoop yeah with marvel soon to get the rights back i think it's an easy solution they don't need to do any origin stories just plop daredevil in there like they did Spider-Man and Civil War. Maybe some references that allude to his history, then rinse and repeat with the other characters. I love most of them, but admittedly, I think Daredevil and the Punisher are musts for the MCU ASAP. JJ and Luke Cage would be great too, but not necessary. Iron Fist is a must only because he probably should be recast, sorry Finn Jones, and the past history is never mentioned. <laughs> they can do what they want. I mean, Terrence Howard and Ed Norton are no longer around. You know, I just think with Danny Rand, they, they probably should just stay away from him for a while. But like all the others, you're right. Especially Daredevil and Punisher. Get him in there. Just get him in there. Get him working. I'd like to see. And, and yeah, the, the Spider-Man model is perfect. I agree with you. Basically, I just what I just said is I agree with you, Dylan Diggs. You are correct. And it... It took a while to get there, but he agrees with there. you. But, you know, if I just say I agree with you, Dylan Diggs, it seems like I'm not actually being thoughtful about his feedback here. But I, I, I really do agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been having this conversation for a while now that Charlie Cox, perfect just the way he is. Like, you can call all of the Netflix stuff uh, a canon, you know, in the MCU. It's fine. It doesn't reference anything. Nothing references it. Like, the only thing that even gets remotely referenced is, you know, the event uh, or the what was the, it, incident. The, the incident is what they call it. But in 2012, when New York was drastically changed or affected in a big way by an alien invasion, like, that's a big deal. And it's still pretty simple to just kind of go plop. You're now you're now in there. It really is. Like, this is this is how somebody responded when. All of that crap happened. Man, give me a... Especially now that they know each other. Man, I, uh, I'm finding myself so hurt. I want Marvel Knights is what I really want. I want a like prestige series on Disney Plus that gets the kind of budgets that they've been talking about on Disney Plus. And I want them to do Marvel Knights. And I want it to be like a Defenders-style show where they do a blending of all these different characters. Bring in Moon Knight. Give him a couple like setup episodes. Bring in all these other characters that we've been wanting to see. And then like just have them all cross over whenever you feel like it. You know what I mean? Just have the universe be the universe. But then, yeah. Yeah, so then, then bring Daredevil back too. Like I want Daredevil back. I want Punisher back. Like as television shows. <sighs> they just... Uh, they just... Uh, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And three seasons was not enough. 
<laughs> I could agree with that. You know, what would be really cool, though, is in that Marvel Knight series, if like if somebody like Moon Knight was uh, thought to be the villain at first. And, you know, it's because Moon Knight kind of goes around killing people. <laughs> um, yeah. Because in, in like a Punisher kind of way, like they think he's the villain when like, oh, no, it's not him. It's somebody else that he's chasing. Like, we got to team up now. Now we're the Knights. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that so much. I want to see a, a, a like series of episodes where Daredevil has to work with people like Moon Knight and Punisher and whoever else to bring some worse bad down. And like, he has to really, exa- I, I mean, I know we've seen like little glimpses of him examining that idea of the separation between who is he and who is Punisher. But I especially now that Punisher has been so much more fleshed out with two seasons of his own television show. It, it It's a tragedy to me that we never got Punisher and Daredevil interacting again, you know, after yeah. season two of Daredevil Punisher goes off and does his own thing. We get two really great seasons of Punisher where now he is this fully fleshed out character. And now I want to see those two uh, collide again, where we really have complex emotions about each of them. You know what I really want to see is, like, I want that to happen. I want an extension of that to be Matt Murdock meeting John Pilgrim. Mm. Because John Pilgrim was this, like, super religious guy who was also a hitman. Yeah. I'd love to see the discussions between John Pilgrim. And, like, this thing, like, the rooftop scene of Daredevil Season 2 is such an amazing scene. I just want more of those. Like... Sure, they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight. I know <laughs> they will. Just tie Daredevil down a bunch, like, yeah, over and over again. Just tie Del- Daredevil to some sort of like cart and cart him around to have sit and have <laughs> conversations with all the different heroes. <laughs> Who wants to turn with the Daredevil? Just imagine. Who wants to turn? <laughs> or like it's like a. He's on, he's on some, it's, it's like a, oh, well, that's, that's probably not a good reference. Um, it's like some sort of carnival ride where he like, they strap Daredevil down and like make him go through the different scenes and see his, uh, see his different, uh, the different foils that they could have him against and let him have conversations. I just want, I just want more. (laughs) Matt Murdock is such an interesting character and I just feel like they barely scratch the surface with three seasons. They barely scratch the surface of the depth of that character. With the way that they fixed the afterlife in The Good Place, that is what Matt Murdock's Good Place uh, sequence, like his trials, would be. Uh, yeah. It's going up against the various... Uh, just being strapped down and being forced to argue, uh, you know, against like Punisher and other people like that. <laughs> Dumb joke aside. Brick Boy 3000... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I read the first sentence. All right. Brick Boy 3000. Hi, guys. Joseph from Australia here. P.S. Please let Jeff do the accent. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the cast, and I love listening while gardening, commuting, or building Lego. Anyway, I was thinking, if you had to associate H. Avenger with a particular food, which foods would you choose? Personally, I was thinking Captain America would be a cheeseburger. What are your thoughts? Keep up the great work. All right. Each Avenger with a food. Thank you for the accent, Jeff. You're welcome. Each Avenger They're all shawarma. You're, you're welcome. They're all shawarma. Done. <laughs> Next feedback. Uh, okay. So uh, I think that uh, Thor is some sort of cake, like a cake of beef. <laughs> He's a beefcake. 
Um, okay, no, seriously. Lasagna is what you're saying? <laughs> sure. Key rule of food. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Thor. What, what, what is Thor? What, uh, what, what food is Thor? <laughs> what, what do I associate with Thor? I associate a like what I what I continuously call leg of beast with yeah. Thor. Yeah. Like the like the giant turkey leg. Yeah. I totally totally down with that. Totally down with that. I like that. All right. Um I feel like Tony Stark is something like it's like tasty but kind of suspect. Um he's like street food. <laughs> like really really like a really good food cart that like you're sure that this probably doesn't live up to like the standards needed to make this food good, like good and healthy for you, but you just enjoy him so much. Yeah. He certainly doesn't pass any health code, uh, tests. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I mean, he pees in his own suit. Come on. But I mean, that's, that's part of the thing though, is that, um, Tony Stark is so futuristic that you would have to put like he's he is science he's chemistry cooking mm. is what he is so he's like beyond meat but out of a street cart <laughs> beyond meat out of a he's beyond restaurant man well you know you know beyond meat right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i'm i'm just saying like you take that principle a little farther mm. i you know i would see him as being uh very much like oh you know how you like when those nitro, not nitro, when um, when liquid nitrogen is poured onto cream to make like a flash freeze ice cream, yeah, it's something like, similar it's to like that. A gastropub guy, yeah, it's gastropub well, yeah. Food. But gastropub, he's a gastro, he's food from a gastropub that hasn't passed its uh, inspection. <laughs> yeah, they're still an opening night. All right, <laughs> they're, they're, sorry, soft, they're doing a soft opening. Soft opening of a gastropub. That's that's the kind of food. <laughs> That Tony Stark is okay. Yep. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll settle on that. Now, um, I'm just thinking uh, for Cap something easy. I'm thinking broccoli. It's very wholesome. Just, just really, really solid food for you. He's your carnivorous greens. That seems so basic. Yeah, he's Captain but- America, and I love him. I enjoy him so much, but he's. You basic, you basic cat. <laughs> you you ba- that's that's two references to that show. It's a good place, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I I kind of uh, I want him to I want him to be associated with something like you know classic though. That's like true. Classic American dish. I feel like broccoli though. Okay, maybe with broccoli with cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's after uh, that's, that's after Age of Ultron when he started cursing. Um, <laughs> He's, no, he's, no. he's broccoli that has added has successively more cheese added to it as he's spent time in the modern world. <laughs> yeah, it's basically broccoli cheese soup at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's so, he was broccoli, and then somewhere around like Avengers, he 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 was, <laughs> he was like broccoli with a little cheese on it. And by the time Winter Soldier happens, he just he is just broccoli soup, like broccoli <laughs> cheddar soup from Outback or whatever. <laughs> That's see what we're what we're saying here. We're we're giving you more than you asked for here. We're we're not only giving you foods. We're giving you character development in foods. Yeah, food arcs. (laughs) Food. They're they're food arcs. (laughs) 
<laughs> such a goofy, okay, but, but goofy discussion. The Hulk, the Hulk. I mean, you know, got to be something big and beefy, right? Something big and meaty. Yeah, just like a. Uh, but it can't be the leg of beast. It's got to be something more sciencey, no, no. more sciencey. Like he's like a he's like a finely cooked brisket in like a one of those egg smokers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like letting it build up over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, I was gonna say like a Bronto steak. Kind of like in the Flintstones. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel like that's too close to Leg of Beast. Though we need something sciency for good old. That's fair. Good old Banner. Um, that's fair. Okay, so what about what about Hawkeye? Uh, kebabs. Kebab. Yeah, yeah. Kebabs. It is. Kebabs. <laughs> your uncle. Um, <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so. <clears throat> Uh, we, we got a couple more more heroes here. I mean, we have I so many. One. I know we're, we're, we're sort of sticking with the original six, I feel like, because we can't go through all, f- right. all all of the people who walk through the portals in Endgame. I feel like that's that's a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. Uh, what about what, what about Natasha, though? Natasha is obviously the... <laughs> Sorry. So let's start, let's start naming traits of Natasha real quick. She's she's secretive. She's secretive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. She she's versatile. Mm, versatile. Ooh, that's that's a tough one for food. Yeah, she, but I got it. You know, I got it in my head I, I already. Think I, got, I think I might have one too. Same time. All right. Uh, sure. <laughs> Three, two, one. Soy empanadas. Beans. Okay. <laughs> All right. Empanada. Empanadas. That's like I like it. <laughs> Yeah, and she's the like if you if you send somebody to go get empanadas for everybody at the office, but they mixed up the bag and you don't know which one you're gonna get so because you, the, yeah, the place that you yeah. ordered from doesn't like differentiate in their crust. All right, I like it. She can be savory. She can be sweet. Yeah, she's savory sometimes. She's sweet sometimes. She's just secretive about everything yeah. that she does. You don't really know what's going on on the inside. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, get it. <laughs> All right. All right. I feel like we Joseph from Australia. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> that was that was a fun question. <laughs> just just to throw in one newer newer Avenger. Let's say um let's say uh a vision. What would vision be? <laughs> Mechanical food um, of some sort. <laughs> um He's a McDonald's chicken nugget. <laughs> He's synthetic as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, that tracks. <laughs> I was gonna say like like Scott Lang is um basically like a Choco Taco. <laughs> Why a Choco Taco? I mean, I'm on board. I just wanna I just wanna understand. It's ice cream, so it's still good, but you all, you think, like, taco, but with ice cream in it, and you get this this built-up uh, perception in your mind of what that should should be like, and then you get it, and it's not. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the taco is soft, the, the ice cream is just hard and un, unforgiving on your teeth, the chocolate doesn't, doesn't, like, match anywhere, like... But it's still ice cream, and it's still all the things are still there, and it's still like you still enjoy it, kind of. But it just wasn't what you wanted. Sounds like you don't like Choco Tacos, and you're putting it off on Scott Lang. 
No, no. It's just they're not my first choice. <laughs> they're good. They're not your first choice. Yeah. Kind of car- yeah. kind of cardboardy. He had that whole cardboard uh maze in Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. We can tie it together there. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and if I drop my Choco Taco, then ants get all over it. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you really brought it home there, Jeff. You really brought it home. Yep. What's up, regular size man? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Jordan. Sorry. Jordan Metro. Oh, God. Do we have another accent? Yeah, but I haven't. I haven't studied rural Ontario. Sorry. You got to go for it. What does it say? Oh, oh, he says, I'm from Ontario, rural Ontario. Jeff can use the accent if he wants. Basically sounds like Letter Kenny. I haven't I, seen Letter Kenny. I've seen a lot of Letter Kenny. Should I give it a try? Yeah, you go for it. <clears throat> I'm not good at accents, guys. So sorry, Jordan. I'm Apparently really, I'm not either. I, I'm really bad at voice. I feel like you're good. You're good. You're much better than I. And the thing about it with accents for me is I'm particularly bad because I, I have really hard time committing and sticking with not not, just not not intentionally committing, but I can't stay on one thing. I like drift <laughs> before I know Accent it. I'm like drift. It's I'm always, always a problem. like European or whatever. <laughs> okay. So there was some feedback in the thing here the other day. That's that letter Kenny accent. Uh, See, I've seen drifting already. Okay. Yeah. Um, So there was a thing the other day. See, I just went. It's not not it at all. You're going into this territory of uh, transatlantic uh, radio announcer. Yeah, I am. I'm going to try it anyway. Here we go. Jordan, you're welcome. I I see where you're going with this. So I I think I can take the wheel on this. I want to give it a try. Go for it. You're having all the fun. With the, I, the I mean, you forced it on me. I did, and now I'm forcing it on me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey guys. So, uh, see, I don't. I just like me. Um, so I was listening to the last feedback episode, and I heard you guys talk about the possibility of Nick Fury being a scroll during Ultron, since he was, since he said he was back on Earth. As cool as it would be, it doesn't quite line up with what we learned in Far From Home. Talos said he was had no idea how to find the Avengers in the post credit scene, so it would have to be the original Fury in Ultron, since he was able to track them down. I think it's more likely, referring to Tony's trip to space through the portal during the Avengers when he was back on Earth. <laughs> that was real bad. That was that's kind of rough to sit through. I'm Jordan, sorry, Jordan Metro. My name's Jordan Metro. <laughs> sorry, Jordan. Je- Jeff should have learned your accent. It's Jeff's fault. I yeah. I mean, I guess I need a list before we do any episode, <laughs> so that you know a few days before I can study. You know, be looking. I can be studying some accents. I mean, you could have just gone for Canadian. I mean, that's what I was going to go for. I know, but I just wanted to try one. Just wanted one. One for me. Okay. And you, you got it, Matt. It was so bad. Good, well, see, here's the problem. Job. The problem is not even so much that I couldn't do the accent. I couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like a really bad reader. That's why you read everything. I think I know we've said it on the cast before, but that's why Jeff reads things because I'm I'm the worst at reading aloud. I just like I start I start reading too fast for my mouth to keep up, and then I'm stuttering, and then I go back, and it's just a just a mess. So 
Uh, so I'm sitting there trying to pace myself, but it can't just came out really stuttered and bad. But anyway, let's talk about the feedback. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the actual question or the actual, uh, point that was made. Yeah. Uh, I think he's right. I think that, yeah, the Nick Fury Talos does say he couldn't find Nick Fury. So like, that's pretty good evidence that or couldn't find the Avengers. So that's pretty good evidence that the Nick Fury who found them in the very secret place that Clint Barton was was actual Fury, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the spy, to quote uh, Tony Stark in Avengers 1. Yeah. You know, it makes sense that he uh, he was able to catch up with the Avengers in the super secret place that he set up for, uh, for, for Hawkeye, for his family, or I'm sorry, for Clint and his family. Like, even if he hadn't set that up, I, I still think that Fury would have had a pretty easy time tracking down where they went you know yeah he's the spy as you said but 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 not tell us so i think that jordan's totally right yep good call yep. good call good uh good connection there nathaniel blinard said i i think tony still technically created ultron that's what makes the scene with wanda so haunting right before the title sequence she gives him a vision and lets him take the scepter doesn't know it's an infinity stone but knows tony will use it to create something dark yeah. And I think that's in response to the conversation we were having last week about the Mind Stone creating Ultron. Ultron basically creating himself. Yeah. We actually have the next two pieces of feedback are also in response to this. So I'd maybe just read, read them all. That was read them Malinar. all. And then Trent responded with... I agree. I see it as Ultron being the embodiment of the intelligence of the Mind Stone with no referee, whereas Vision is a mix of the Mind Stone intelligence with Jarvis being the referee. I think that that's all really interesting. And then there was some bantering back and forth that I think I cut out, but uh, somebody mentioned that it might be the supreme intelligence. Might be. We were talking about the fact that it might be an intelligence that was uh, existed before. You know, there was, might be, and uh, someone mentioned the supreme intelligence and uh, 084 says, I noticed a few similarities between Ultron's weird humor and Annette Benning's performance and just thought it, it'd be a fun little string. It would make sense for that of a powerful AI to be able to wreak the havoc Ultron did. So they're basically just discussing the idea of like, if there was an AI inside of the Mind Stone could it be the supreme intelligence? And I thought that like landing there with there being some humor similarities between the, the supreme intelligence and uh, James Spader's performance. That's some interesting stuff. And I feel like I need to go back and watch that. That's really cool. We didn't see the supreme intelligence in current time. Like last we saw the supreme intelligence was in the nineties. That's true. And then the next time we see the scepter is in, 2012, but also Marvel's it, Avengers. It may not even have to be the supreme intelligence. AI can copy itself or put a part of itself or some sort of like child of the supreme intelligence, you know, like some sort of spinoff AI could have been in the stone. Um, and that we were just discussing all these different, different possibilities over on Twitter and well, uh, really cool. So I was thinking like, what if, what if the supreme intelligence was, the Mind Stone, like what if it, it is the Mind Stone, but hmm. um, Thanos wrecked the Kree because we never see, well, that's a good we point. don't really see the Kree on Hala again, but what if Thanos wrecked Hala and took the Supreme Intelligence? It's interesting. And we know that when we first meet the Kree, 
it is Ronan on, on the warpath to Xandar. And I wonder if, like, during the war between Xandar and the Kree, if uh, Thanos might have taken advantage of the war to, like, either pit both sides against each other, maybe he went in and destroyed the Supreme Intelligence and, like, and like took the Mind Stone from it, you know, or whatever. Uh, that could be where the, where the Mind Stone came from. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that's definitely within the possibility, you know, that's that's easily headcanonable at the very least. So uh, I think it would make sense as far as narrative as well to just be like, oh, yeah, well, Thanos took out both sides, but he did half of both sides. So, you know, fitting with the Thanos uh, mantra. But the, the only thing that would really like uh, sort of ne- not necessarily negate that theory uh, but would kind of put a damper on it is Age or uh, Agents of Shield has had so many Kree show up. We didn't see, we never saw the homeworld, but they they don't act like their homeworld was destroyed. I'll say that. Yeah. Hmm. No, they don't. Uh, they do act like they're pretty upset about things though, and the way that life has gone. So can you imagine if you treat the true intelligence like a God almost, and then someone like Thanos comes along and takes it, you know? Yeah. Like we call them Ultron, but they call them like their Supreme leader. Basically. (laughs) I called her mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, all of that's a, uh, that's a solid discussion that I think we're probably going to get more of. Um, you know, as the the Kree play more of a part in Captain Marvel's story, yeah, um, for sure. Um, and and it's just fun speculation at this mo- at this particular moment because it's very possible when we get back to this uh, the Kree story, we'll find out the Supreme Intelligence is still in place, still fine, has nothing to do with the Mind Stone. It's just a thing, you know. Yeah, but everything has to be connected, though. Yeah. Like everything has to be connected to everything else. It can't just make a new offshoot. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh wait. That's how we build out this universe more. Yeah, for sure. Got to create yeah, got to create new parts of the universe. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, like I got you. The having everything link back to the infinity stones like you know, the there was a lot of discussion in the trailers for Black Panther not Black Panther, uh, for Black Widow, that, like, oh, the red stuff that she's holding, is that, you know, does that have to do with an Infinity Stone? Like, is there an Infinity Stone somewhere? Like, come on. Yeah. You like, can have a stop. red liquid that's not Infinity Stone related. Right. Like, we're done with the... The Infinity Saga is over. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, and, and the stones have been destroyed, even. Yeah, in, in this... in. This particular reality, time stream, whatever you want to call it, the stones are gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, let that die. Let them tell new stories. Let's go. Let's yeah, move for forward sure. with new ones. For now, sure. we also have to have Marvel start telling us those new stories, please. I understand there's a freaking pandemic, but like, there are other ways you can tell me new stories. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I sound like a, a really bratty, impatient child. <laughs> Your demeanor is that of a pouty child. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> well, this will lift us up. This will lift us up and bring us all together. This is Haley Hobbs as its next thing. She did really well on trivia this week. Your second place, was that right? Something like that. I don't keep the scores, like, long term. 
I posted it all in the uh, the MCU cast or the Stranded Panda chat on Facebook, but um, I think I think she had second place. I think that's right. We'll go ahead and say that she did because yeah. Um, Amy Amy <laughs> Congrats Casper on got second first. place. Amy Casper got first. I remember that one, but I'm pretty sure Haley Haley. I think it was either she was either second or third. She was definitely up there. She was a contender for a, a good long time. Uh, I started to think that maybe she had machine thumbs or uh, a neural link in her brain to her phone so that it would just type what her thoughts were. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, every Wednesday night we're doing trivia over on uh, Stranded Panda TV, um, Stranded Panda TV channel on Twitch. And um, we did we did MCU cast trivia. We've done three weeks. It has been some of the most fun it's just been the best. And, uh, it, it's the last couple weeks. It's just always so tense. Like the last couple, it's always like somebody's tie. I think we, every week we've had a tie. Haven't we? Yeah. You know, we've, there's always been we've a, had a tie tiebreaker every single week. Um, and it's, it's basically you just answer the trivia questions in the chat and then, uh, yeah, it's really, really f- super fun. Yep. Yep. So Haley Hobbs says, Hey guys, feeling a little bit mushy on day whatever thousand of quarantine. I wanted to write to you and let you know how much of a bright spot your podcasts and other content have been during the pandemic. I'm married, but without children or even pets. My family doesn't live close and neither do my very best friends. I've been working at home since March 19th. My husband is a nurse, so when he's working, I'm home alone for extremely long periods of time. Podcasts have been saving me during COVID-19, and especially my friends, quote-unquote, Matt and Jeff, who never fail to make me laugh or talk to myself when I'm agreeing or disagreeing with something that's said on the cast. Interacting with other fans on the Facebook group has really shown what a great community the MCU cast has brought together, and the first trivia night on Twitch was the most fun I had in months. No. The the amount of time, energy, and resources it takes to create all of this content does not go unnoticed. I truly appreciate all the work you and your network do, and I know I'm not alone. You guys are all awesome. Love you 3000. Haley Hobbs. Haley, I, I wrote you back already, but I just, yeah, that really, that, that email meant a whole lot to me. Um, I've said it on the cast, but yeah, this, this, this community of people has helped, um, help me through this time in a huge way. Um, not only are they supporting the cast and helping us make this thing, but like just, I, I don't even know, I don't even know how to describe it. And I know, I, I know not everybody in he that listens is part of the like chat groups and they don't join us on the Twitch Twitch streams and all those things, but man, it's just such a cool community. I really can't say enough about you guys interacting like brightens my day <laughs> and like seeing everybody talking on the, the stranded Panda chat on Facebook, as well as the Twitch stream. It just like, it, yeah, it's just really cool. And then I've been noticing like everybody on Facebook is becoming friends just like outside of this and like just forging relationships and talking to each other about other stuff. And it's just, especially with this crazy time, it's just been a community that I have needed and it has presented itself. And I just appreciate all of you so much. And Haley, you writing in saying, thank you for the work that we put in here means the world to me because, you know, we do this every week and it sometimes it feels like, what are we doing this for? And then we get messages like that and it's, you know, the the most rewarding. It's like, Oh, that's what we're doing this yeah, for. You know, it's like, are, are we just on here talking for our own good? And like, does that mean anything? Does it present any, put anything into the world? And it's just, yeah, 
it's creating a community of like-minded people that like are being encouraged and having a good time and laughing in a time when we really need that. So yeah. So just thank you. Thank you, Haley, for writing that in. Really meant a lot to me. Made me cry a little bit when we heard it. Why are you making me tear up? Yeah. It it legitimately, I was, I was, uh, practically crying while reading that message uh, earlier. So thank you, Haley. Kylie Roach on Twitter said, at MCUcast, Victor name drop was referenced to Victor Mancha, not Dr. Doom. But imagine what storyline they would have had. AI son of Ultron, Victor. Victor flips from hero to villain. Oh, the possibilities if they come back. Hashtag excitement. At Matthew Carroll M. So this was in response to the Victor name drop at the end of... Uh, the Runaways? Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Don't runaways. trust anybody named Victor? Don't trust anybody. Yeah, everybody thought it was uh, Von Doom, but he's saying it was not. It was Victor Mancha. Who is Victor Mancha? I'm assuming it's somebody from the Runaways comics. Okay. That's that's one of those that I never read. Yeah, I don't remember Victor Mancha, but I trust Kyler here to, like, <laughs> he probably knows it better than we do. Uh, but that's cool that they were even referencing someone else from a, from the comics. Uh, you know, Victor Mancha. Also, Victorious is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Character appeared in the award-winning series Runaways. That's neat. Thanks for writing that in, Taylor. Uh, I think that, like, that clarifies that for sure. Yeah, I am. Um, I still don't know who this character is. <laughs> I also, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember him from my reading of Runaways, but that's been... Like 15 years, so my apologies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Runaways. Runaways Volume 2, number one, was 2005. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. About 15 years then, because I think I read them pretty close to when they came out. Mm. Uh, Nathaniel Mlinar, Mlinar, I always say your name wrong, Nathaniel. Uh, Nathaniel says on Twitter, Ansel Elgort for Human Torch? Question mark. I don't know who that is. Um, he was the uh, main character in the movie Baby Driver, I believe, if I'm not totally off base. But yeah, that's, and it's Ansel Elgort. Yeah, he's, I, I would love, okay, yeah. I, I think he belongs somewhere in the, uh, in the MCU. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, he could be, I don't know. I like him a lot. So, so please don't take this the wrong way, but I don't know if he has the, fun charismatic personality that I think of for the human torch. I like him. He well, moves well. He's a fun character to watch, but he, to me, he has it. He's kind of like an introvert. And I always think of Captain America. At least that's what he's played. I mean, he could play anything, but that's just what I know him for. Not Captain America. He could human torch. Uh, did I say you, Captain America? Yeah. You said it, Captain America. I think it was that, uh, Captain America originally played human torch. Yeah. yeah. Chris Evans did both. Um, <laughs> So, Who's Chris Evans? Whoops. I'm talking about Captain America. Sorry, yeah, Captain America, that blonde guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I like Ansel Elgort a lot. He definitely has the physicality for something like Human Torch, but I don't know about his personality. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't seen anything that he's been in. Actually, I'm looking at his IMDb now. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, maybe I need to branch out more, watch more movies. Is Divergent any good? <laughs> What about Allegiant or Insurgent or... Oh, gosh. I forgot about those movies. Those movies exist. Ansel Elgort was in those? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
I watched the yeah, first one, Divergent. Caleb. I thought it was really interesting as like a plot. Like I, I was like, oh, this is probably a pretty good YA novel series for YA people. <laughs> uh, but I never... I never did. Way people also known as young adults. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I I never went back and finished it. I saw Divergent. I don't even think I saw Insurgent. I might have. But there's a there's a third one I think too. Well, Divergent's the first one, Insurgent's the second one, and Allegiant seems to be the third one. Okay. And he was Caleb in all three of those. All right. And then there was an Allegiant VR experience video game. Mm. That's right up your alley, man. You love VR. So like I said, he's from Baby Driver, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's very good in Baby Driver. You should check sure. that out. Uh, but yeah, I, I like him a lot. And I definitely like him dancing around in Baby Driver totally fits for me, like physicality wise for, um, for that character, for Human Torch. Not Captain He was America. also in... Uh, the Vault in Our Stars. Yeah. If you're into movies that'll make you weep uncontrollably. Yeah. He's that YA guy, man. Yeah. He's the. <laughs> he's the. What do you call a, a YA, YA novel? What, what, what do you call a YA guy? <laughs> For YA people. <laughs> uh, I believe that I would call a, a YA guy just another young adult. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that tracks. Next week, next thing we got in the feedback. I think this is so so cool. Uh, John Forsyth uh, sent in a, uh, a, a, a an email a couple weeks ago. He is the guy we to- we talked about him years ago. I think it was like two or three years ago. He wrote this in the first time. Maybe I think it was that long ago, where he had built a Jarvis arm. He basically built uh, he, he built Tony Stark's Jarvis arm in his house and it like is voice controlled and everything. And he sent a video this week of him, uh, saying, uh, Jarvis run the Matthew Carroll protocol. And it goes over to a record player and drops the needle on a, on a record. When this is weirdly one of the more, one of the impressive parts to me, I never made a vinyl of my album. <laughs> So he somehow found a way to print a vinyl of my album, at least of a song on my album, then have the robot arm pick up the needle and drop it on a song. And this is one of the coolest things anyone has ever done with all of my, any of any of my art. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> so Jar- thank you, John, for this. I'm going to post it. I'll, I'll try to put a link in the actual show notes. So even in your podcatcher, you might be able to just click on it and go watch it. But it's so cool. Uh, and give give John a subscribe on YouTube or whatever, um, and send him a message about how cool this is because he's got other videos I think of him doing different things with his Jarvis arm and he programs it to do different things. I think it's the coolest thing. And then he printed a freaking vinyl record of my stuff so that he could say Jarvis Matthew Carroll protocol, and it picks up the needle and drops it. It's so neat. Like that's yeah, some sensitive I'm- and really. Uh, precise programming to drop it right at the beginning of a song. I'm really impressed, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> you know, when I first saw that email come through and I saw that he had a, uh, a vinyl of your stuff, I was like, Matt, I'm upset. <laughs> Why don't I have a vinyl of left to burn? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty upset that a vinyl does not exist of left to burn. I just, they're really expensive to make. I would have to get like, 
Mm, I think I had to get like 30 people to agree to buy them at like 35 bucks a pop to be able to produce them. And I think that it might exist, but, uh, it, it, I, I don't know. It's like one of those things. Mm. And then, and then if I did that, that would, there would be zero profit. It would just be like, I would just be able to buy them and ship them. And <laughs> so it's like one of those things. I tried to do it for my Star Trek album that I just put out and, uh, the Corona hit right when I started the Kickstarter. So I didn't really promote it cause it just felt a little, uh, you know, whatever. It's like everybody's fighting coronavirus, but don't you want a Star Trek album? Don't you want to give money to that? <laughs> but please also give me money. Yeah. So I didn't really promote it. Yeah. That's understandable. It's understandable. You should look into flexi discs. You've told me about this before. It's like vinyl, but not vinyl. They're like little plastic vinyl things. Yeah, use singles yeah. on or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm, da- I'm definitely down for that sort of thing. I I want to I want to do vinyl because a, a real vinyl, like a full size vinyl, is also like a piece of art you can like put on your shelf or your wall or whatever. That's like it's a big piece, you know. It's be and and left to burn. Um, the actual artwork for it was actually a painting, and I just love the left to burn artwork. Um, so yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I wanted to throw this I'm- out there, and you. you if you think this is a bad idea, I will cut it from the podcast. But last okay. two weeks ago, I think it was, uh, we asked people to go subscribe on Twitch, right? And uh, we 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 uh, we got some. We got a lot, of, and I appreciate it so much. We got actually a whole lot of them, and it's like a huge amount of support for the podcast. I think we had about thirty people that went over and just subscribed to the podcast, which is like honestly, uh, or subscribe to Stranded Panda TV on Twitch which is like more than we make for an ad read when we do an ad read. So like that's hugely beneficial and we appreciate you guys so much for that. But here's what I, my challenge. (laughs) Uh, If, if in the next three weeks we can get 400 people to go do it, twitch.tv slash stranded panda TV, connect it to your Amazon prime account and then subscribe to our channel for free. And then it, it gives us money. I'm going to let Ashley uh, teach me to cut my hair on the Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> my hair. You should absolutely do that. Yes. My hair looks awful because I haven't gotten a haircut because of coronavirus. And I, I think it'd be very funny to let Ashley teach me to cut my hair on the live stream. <laughs> So, yep. And all the comments as uh, like everybody in the chat just the whole time just saying, "Matt, what are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a super fun idea. So, here's here's the here's the contest. If 400 people, and that counts the 30, I think it's 32 that already have done it. If 400 people do it, I will cut my hair on the live stream. If 800 people do it, I will uh also color it whatever color a poll decides. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I'm going to make so many fake accounts right now. <laughs> we have to have Amazon on prime account to make it free. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Just a bunch of Amazon prime accounts. You know, it only costs five dollars. So that's, that's the other thing. If you don't have an Amazon prime account, it only costs $5 to subscribe. Um, but like if you have an Amazon, it's free. So like, come on. Um, but so, so many people have Amazon Prime so accounts. 800 people do it. I will color my hair whatever color. 1600 people do it. I will get a Marvel character tattooed on my body. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. 
So 30, is this 3200 people do it and you guys can choose the character <laughs> <laughs> with a poll? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh man, I'm the one that's got tattoos, but yes. I've I've never had a tattoo. I've always wanted one. And uh, you know, if you pick a really shitty character, I'm probably going to get a small one, but if you pick a cool one, who knows? Oh man. But that, guys, the, the, this is this is this is my this is my sacrifice for the podcast. This is the time when we have to come together. <laughs> this is the time when we have to come together and get a Howard the Duck tattoo on Matt's body. Yep, you could do that. You could do that. We could make that happen. That is possible. If and it, there's it's not even every listener to this podcast, but if every listener to this podcast went over and did it, we would hit that number tomorrow. <laughs> and <laughs> I would be able to eat for a month or two. <laughs> like yeah, that's the thing. This is a, this is a way to actually support the podcast that costs everybody nothing as long as you have an Amazon Prime account. And cost you no extra. Yeah, cost you no extra. And um we would uh and we would support the podcast in a way that would like allow me to eat. So basically this is me selling uh real estate on my body for your favorite Marvel character. <laughs> All man. Right. So this is that's that's the that's depth the, the gauntlet like is down. <laughs> the gauntlet is down. Oh man. So I'm I'm here for this. I, yeah, man. I, I I think it's kind of fun. I think it's pretty pretty fun. Um, and maybe maybe we'll get maybe we'll get you in on it next if if we get get another month of people doing this and like if they all do it you'll you'll get a tattoo they say of a Marvel character. <laughs> You're like, no way! I would never do that, Matt. <laughs> That's insane. No, I'm just, I'm trying to think of where I would put it because <laughs> I'm I'm down. Like I'm already there. Yeah, I think it's really fun. And and here's the thing. If you go do it, it takes like five minutes. You Amazon Prime, connect it to your Twitch account, or create a Twitch account and connect it to your Twitch account, and then you just hit subscribe to our channel. And we make $2.50. It's the Jeff, Jeff to Jeff transfer. Yeah, the Jeff to Jeff transfer. It's my favorite kind of transfer. Yeah. So what my thinking is, if everybody sees how easy it is, they'll go over to Twitch, and also they'll be on our Twitch, and maybe they'll come watch the live stream. Yeah, all these trivia. I, follow us on Twitch, subscribe, and you can make me do something really silly to my hair. And it, honestly, <laughs> you play code names with us. I think we could hit this. I think we can hit the hair one for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. And you, the thing is, guys, if you don't, if you if you want to campaign for this, get ten of your friends to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys if even just the people who are diehards that listen every week if you guys post about it and get and just say you want your friend to do something crazy get 3200 people to do it and i will get a marvel character tattooed on my body we're counting <clears throat> oh 3200 and you guys get to pick the character that's it we're we're counting um gift subs too right uh yeah i guess so i guess i don't know how to tell the difference so sure Okay, <laughs> but that, but I will say, gift subs cost money, and it and, and Amazon and Amazon keeps half of it. So, if you want a gift sub, maybe we should just say go give to our Patreon and say it's for that or something, because <laughs> then we get the money and Amazon doesn't. But whatever you do, if we get thirty two, I'm thirty two hundred. I'm down. I was like, we have thirty two right yeah, now. Yeah, we do. We have thirty two right now. I almost slipped up. <laughs> Okay, well, that's the cast, guys. We're going to come back with a S.H.I.E.L.D. cast tomorrow. Um, uh, (laughs) We'll be promoting that other... uh, Also, 
uh, uh, superhero ethics. Go subscribe, and uh, we're doing. Uh, we did a Marvel-based episode this week, and we're doing another episode next week. And you guys can get uh, me and Jeff will be on both episodes, and you guys can get a free shirt from the Stranded Panda store, whichever one you like. Just uh, get, drop a review, and we're gonna pick somebody. And if you're either don't have iTunes or you're in another country, you may want to shoot us an email with a screenshot because some some reason iTunes is very segmented by country and sometimes we don't always see the reviews. So if you want to be counted in the uh, contest, send us a send us a screenshot. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com or strandedpanda.com where we've get you can find all our podcasts and all of our uh, social media and contact information for all the podcasts. So yeah, we finally got a lot of our website is up. Most of our website is up now. So like I said, strandedpanda.com slash uh, or just strandedpanda.com. Peace. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 